Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier We'll grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at qu- uh, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Force Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforce network, our Twitter, at tforce network, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinity force podcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforce podcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys are second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello everyone and welcome to this very special episode of the Turning Force Podcast. I'm your host as always, N.A. Eric, and this is not one of our normal ones, as you know, because there wasn't the intro music before and I didn't, I'm already vamping too much, god damn it. But um, this is very special because we're uh, bringing back an old host, our host revisited series, if you will. And at the bottom there we have Nate, Uh, Nate Kerblunk. It's great to have you back, man. How you doing? 
Oh man, I'm great. Uh, you know, it, it, I feel like this pod has been a long time coming, you know, like you, you messaged sometime in the springtime, but, um, as with everything, life gets pretty crazy and, um, there's all this flipping around, but it's great to be here. Yeah, we did have, I, we were, we've been busy with different guests and stuff. So yeah, it's mostly on me that I wasn't able to fit it in, but we're glad to be here. So since you've been waiting so long, you've been doing some preparation, I'm sure like breathing exercises and exactly. getting that beautiful background behind you as me, well. Me, 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 me. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So, so we just bought a, a new house, uh, like towards like the early part of summer. Um, so we have our, our nice little setup here, like with the, uh, I'll, I'll shift a little you know, okay. random, random photo set up. So nice. <laughs> we're good to nice. go. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank and you. I, and I forgot to mention as well, we have John with us to go through this conversation. John, you doing well? Oh, I'm doing great. Cool. Your background seems more put together. Both of your backgrounds are more put together than mine. I'm not moving contrary to all the boxes in mm-hmm. my background. We used to keep all of this stuff in the basement in our house because uh, I live in a triplex, but the landlord is doing some renovations in the basement, so we had to move all of our shit out of there. And then in a couple of weeks, we can put it back. So there's a bunch of boxes in here. There's some in the kitchen and a couple in the living room as well. So some suitcases and all that other garbage that we just put <laughs> down there. So but, you know, so I'm a little... My- I'm a little disappointed because I'm used to the LED lights, you know? They're on, actually. Uh, oh, they are? It's too bright okay, right now because it's too bright. Well, here, I'll see if I could change the. Uh, there we go. Uh, it got bluer. Oh, nice. There we go. Yeah, I'll keep it nice and blue so that we can see it. But, <laughs> are you on yeah. West Coast, though? Like, what? Because weren't you. I'm in, I'm in Minnesota still. Uh, okay. All right. But it's still it's pretty bright. Seven, right now, it's 720. Yeah, it doesn't get dark until. I mean, we're in mid-August at this point. It doesn't get dark for another hour and a half or so. Like, I can be out at 9 p.m. and still it's not that dark. Streetlights maybe are turning on around 9 o'clock, but it's yeah. still not that bad at all. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but I trade that for a few hours of sunlight in the winter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. So uh, you just bought a new house. Where are you at? Are you still up in the Northeast? Yeah. So uh, Southern Vermont, we just got a, a house, you know, uh, of course, I'm sure everyone knows the housing market's pretty wild. So um, yeah. it, it was quite, yeah, like it was, took quite some time of looking. Um, and we we ended up having to break our lease, which was like a little bit of a bummer. But, um, but fortunately, we left our, our landlords on a pretty good pretty good terms but it's just it's nice to just like finally be somewhere um and not have to like you, you know not have to even think about moving for like the foreseeable future we we moved three times in the last year <laughs> it was actually it was like absolutely oh, bonkers yeah and by the time we got to this house um you know violet is now two and a half um but she she had done so well every single move it was just she was like yeah like i guess this is just like how it goes and then finally we you know we buy a house and we move in and she's like this sucks i hate this you know and she's throwing a big fit and she's leveled out recently but um but we were like a little bit concerned because we're like she's so chill like with all of our moves and then finally like the one that we actually have are sinking money into (laughs) she wasn't really about but um but i think she had just gotten to the age you know where like that big change like before she she hardly knew that where she was like to begin with but now now she's like starting to um understand that that she has her own like you know tastes and and expectations of life um so sure yeah 
Gotcha. Yeah, moves are stressful so for you know adults who can process everything that's going on. I can't even imagine what that feels like for being that young. I mean, I yeah. moved when I was one years old, but I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it wasn't great, but moving three times, yikes. She's a trooper. Yeah, yeah. She uh, honestly, like, but every single time Heather and I are like, okay, this is going to be the time that, you know, she freaks out. Um, but when she didn't, the first two were like, okay, I guess she's just like completely fine with it. We, we also sort of made the mistake. Um, Heather's dad built her like a, a little kid bed. Um, so she had been in the crib and we're like, all right, we're moving. Um, let's put her in the little kid bed. And that's like exactly what they tell you not to do. You know, they're, they're like, make sure you don't do like any big changes whenever you introduce them, um, to the toddler bed. And we did that. So I think it, that also made it a little bit more challenging um, for sure. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, she's actually back in her crib now because uh, we, we need to just like make sure that everything's sort of even keel for her for like a couple weeks before we, we start even like introducing the idea of going to the toddler bed. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, I mean, I don't know when school starts up there, but, and if she's uh, going to preschool or around that age, but even then that's, you're in a, a good time where it's probably a two or three weeks before any of that starts as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we actually, yeah, we had her in, um, in a preschool this last year, or I guess it was daycare. Um, and, and she was doing part-time this summer. Um, so she's going to go back full-time in about a week, but very ironically, um, you know, the, the way the preschool, uh, this is just turning into a parenting pod, um, you know, for <laughs> like, like not even, not even like a, a wide range, but like specifically Southern Vermont, um, parenting pod. Cause the, the way her day- daycare works, um, is they, um, they sort of mirror like what the school system is doing, which is like both good and bad. So it means like whenever I have off, um, for holidays, she's going to have off for holidays, like including, um, you know, like winter and spring break and all that. But it also means like I have in service, um, a week before school starts and her daycare also has that. So in this case, um, you know, there are no students during in, in service. So she has to stay home, like as I'm going back to work for the first week, which is like a little bit awkward whenever that happens. Um, but you know, it's whatever. Right. Um, in service is what, that's when teachers go back to prep before. Yeah. 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 The the in-service days are like all the days, like where, I I don't know if you remember being a student where like you'd have off and the teacher, your teacher would be like, oh yeah, well I have to be here tomorrow. And you're like, I don't care (laughs) as a student. Yeah. Yep. I remember those. Those were really funny. Like (laughs) make fun of the teachers and stuff. I just didn't know it was called in-service. So I just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell them to shed a tear for me. Like when I'm like, when you guys wake up at like 1 PM tomorrow, just know that I've been here for five hours already working and they're like Mr. Bluck we don't care we're not going to think about you at all or you know tomorrow but it's good gotcha yikes um so uh how have you and the dogs and Heather all been with the several moves have you guys been handling it all pretty well yeah yeah just taxing you know um but it it honestly it's working out. It, it took a while. I, I'm sure, um, you know, some of you may remember, like I did a lot of hiking in Virginia. So I was living in like, I was living like at the base of Shenandoah national park, um, in Virginia. Oh, and you know, there were like trails for days and there's a lot of hiking in new England, but it wasn't quite the same. Like we, you know, 
like probably just like a 10 minute drive from my house in Virginia, there was, um, you know, my, here, my mic is, uh, that, that, that we're going to have to cut out. My, my mic was like slowly falling. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Uh, um, but I'll just hold it. You can take a minute to set it back up if you want. Oh, it's not working at all right now. Yeah. This we're definitely going to cut. Or we, we could just leave the audio list, just put this video up. Oh, it'll be great. The dog repositioned and everything. <laughs> What's the dog's can, name? Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so that's Paisley, who is like right behind me, and then I have another dog named River. Um, but... um. Yeah, so sorry about that. I, I think that the, the base, like the table I'm using, the base isn't um, wide enough for, for me to like hook up the little mount here. So the, the mount actually slipped off. Oh, gotcha. But but yeah, so so anyways, it just has been hard. I, I don't I don't know if we like we want to go back and like restart that question or not and just cut it all out, but um but basically, it was hard to come up here where, like, the trails, there are a lot of trails here, but they're not quite as accessible as they were um, or as close as they were in Virginia. I think for me, that's been the hardest thing, um, just because that was something that I would do, like, pretty easily. And, um, and like, in terms of gaming, like, you know, like, my two hobbies were gaming and, and hiking. Um, and in terms of gaming, which also takes a lot of time, you know, like as much as much time as you can take out of like driving to a trailhead, like you can add that into your like gaming time. <laughs> so so um, so it has been like a little bit more challenging, um, you know, here. But but I'm starting to discover like where some of the trailheads that aren't necessarily, you know, like on um, like trail apps, like all trails or, or stuff like that are. Sure. Um, and, and it's it's helping a little bit just to be able to like build uh you know, a base of, oh yeah, I can just like go here, drive like 12, 15 minutes and do like a little hike. So, um, I've never been up to new England. John, have you been up there? Like, I don't know. Is no, there, okay. I was going to say, is there, uh, cause in Virginia you're getting some of the elevation, especially from the Appalachians. Are you yeah. getting elevation on the trails or is that kind of gone? Yeah. So, so you, you are actually, um, for it, like, if anyone like really likes hiking, I think that new England, specifically is um sort of a hidden gem that everyone in this area knows like about hiking like hiking skiing like a, a lot of snow sports you know th there are areas here that are, are similar i would imagine out west this is they have similar things where it's like there are people who are like snowboarding and skiing in june in, in uh in new hampshire and you'll be like oh. at the bottom of a mountain and there it will be 80 degrees you know and you'll see people with skis and on their packs and they're like hiking up into the mountains and granted at that time it's like it's it's really shitty you, you know there's probably like about a three-foot lane that they're skiing on but but they're nuts and and that's just like what they like to do um so th there is a lot of elevation and um and actually in new hampshire there's a, a national forest called the the white mountain national forest that is um is the lowest like alpine zone um or some of the lowest alpine zone in the world is found there and part of it is because like there's um a, a confluence of of air streams that like all hit right there so the weather's really harsh and the tops of the mountains are 
are bare, you know, like tree trees can't grow there. So it's all like that small shrub that you find out West where you get above the tree line. Um, and it's something that before I hiked up here, you know, I had no idea that, that that's what it was like here. And it's pretty magical for, for people who have hiked above tree line, like you, you get above and you you feel like you're on top of the world. The first time I did it, I just had, you know, the, uh, a whole new world playing in my head, um, from Aladdin the whole time. Cause you're just like above, you're above everything. Um, and it's quite remarkable. And, and, and I think that like a lot of people to, to look and for that and feel that feeling go out West. Um, but if you live on the East coast, like I highly recommend you come up to, to the whites, um, in New Hampshire specifically to, to check it out. Um, it's worth it, but they don't believe in switchbacks there. And that's the issue is like all the trails just like go straight up the mountain. Okay. So you really got to have your calves in shape then if you're going to be doing these trails. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super interactive. Like it's, it's like three points of contact at, at many spots where, where you're, you're sort of like climbing, um, and doing a lot of like, um, bouldering I, I actually i took my friends so this last summer um this last summer i had a, a my bachelor party i got i got married in the the fall and my friends and i went hiking for my bachelor party and and we like we weren't expecting this but um we ended up like on this trail where it, it was like literally a rock face and i brought my oh, dog i brought my dogs and and we had to like hoist them up the side of, of this mountain. It was probably like, you know, half a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile of, of legitimate rock, like scrambling and, and climbing on sort of like this sheer cliff. And, and we, the whole time we're like, thank God it's not raining. Cause like, this would be quite treacherous. Um, if it were. And, and, and meanwhile, like one of my friends who was there was like an old, he's an ultra marathoner. Um, so he runs a lot. And he was, he was having the time of his life. He's like, dude, the, you know, like the, the grade on this is just, just wonderful, <laughs> you know? And, and he was shocked. Like he, he lives in California and he was actually like quite surprised, um, with what was going on. Um, just like in the hiking season, um, you, you know, just like the, the trails over there. Cause he had, he had no idea that, that that's quite what it was like. Yeah, that sounds crazy. There's definitely some of those, some of the experiences you're describing there are some of the things that I experienced like uh, last summer when I was in Alaska for a month when I was hiking yeah. uh, on different trails and stuff. And because the, the trees I found in a lot of places, you're so far north that the trees, like the, I think the, the tree line stops a lot, uh, a lot lower. Yeah. So yep. there were places where you would, it would just be tundra grasses and then there'd be rocks and stuff. It's like, oh, there's a trail up this place. If anyone in Alaska, everyone's ever, been to like Anchorage there's flat top mountain is like something that's known around there and it's it's a flat mountain at the top shocking name um and it's uh what like you get three quarters the way up or so and then it's you're almost literally rock climbing and then it's just like a narrow path of like on the rocks where you're going up and down and then off the sides boom just off the side of the I didn't go all the way up because my crippling fear of heights did not let me but um, my friend went up and then he said it was pretty cool and you could see people up there. It's like, Oh, is that little speck of flag? No, that's a person up there. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It, it's wild. Yeah. Like those, those knife point trails, like some of it, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know how people do those. Like there, there are people who do those, like where they'll be out, like, and they'll be hiking for 
you know, miles before they even hit it. it. And it's like, I can't imagine being up there and being like super exhausted from a long day of hiking, <laughs> you know, and, and, and the wind just like the crosswind is, is hitting you. But I, I have a funny story. I, I did some outdoor education, you know, a couple years back and there was a kid. Um, it was actually, I was in the, the white mountain area and a kid said his goal was to get to the Alpine zone. to so get, get above tree line. Um, and he like the whole time he's like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And we get up there and he turns around. He's like, he's like, I have a fear of heights. And he just like grabbed onto the nearest rock and we weren't even there yet. But, you know, I told him this was like one of those, like those moments where it's like a little white lie. I'm like, you did it. You made it. And, and cause in part, because like we could see, um, we could see like where we were headed. There's like this big boulder um, that that had sort of been deposited just like on the side of the mountain by um, glaciers, you know, a, a long time ago. Um, I'm like, you made it. We can see the boulder. He's like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know, if if you have this positive memory, but, but yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah. It's just crazy. Cause it's like, you're, um, with trails like that, you know, you're grounded, you're, you're, you're on the mountain, but, um, but there's definitely something, yeah, there's definitely something there in terms of just like how high up you are, um, and how steep, like some of those areas and, and the fall offs are, um, as well. And it never feels as steep on the way up as it does yeah, on the way down. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like you turn around you're like, I can't believe that I was able to like get up this as, you know, as well as I did, it, it's always super steep. Um, and, and that's what hurts, you know, like a lot of people sort of complain, like you get sweaty going up, but going down, you know, your quads are just screaming. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, for sure. I've been camp- uh, like camping and hiking in Colorado before. And then um, like around me, like the closest mountains are like um, in North Carolina. So I've been there a bunch. Um, but yeah, going down is, Especially after a long day, mm-hmm. you've been going going all day. Be tiring for sure. Yeah, John, where do you live? Uh, I'm in South Carolina. You're in South Carolina. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually just flew up. I was at a. I was in Atlanta, um, oh, nice. Georgia. This, My condolences. This weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> actually, <traveling>, so yeah. <laughs> um, the the funny thing is is it was hotter up here in New England than it was in Atlanta this last really? week, which is yeah, which is sort of disgusting, um, to think about, <laughs> but, um, but I, I lived, I lived like f- my first job right out of college. I was living in North Carolina, like right across the okay. border from South Carolina. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty area. Um, and, and yeah. th- the, the mountains are pretty great, um, in Western North Carolina as well. So speaking yeah. of the Carolinas, where do you guys fall on barbecue sauce then? Because you've lived there, so that's a contentious issue. Yeah. What I personally, I'm I like mustard based. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Is, is mustard uh, is mustard the vinegar based one, or or is it like I I don't even know what the the two I think are. The, I think the vinegar based is the like like ketchup based now. 
Okay. I thought the vinegar base. It, it, I thought there's like three or so different types. There's like you know there's... the the one you can buy in the store, which is like the brown molasses one yeah. that people think of when they hear barbecue sauce. Yeah, like sweet most people. Yeah. yeah, like those exactly, and that's yeah. my favorite. Like good versions of that. But then there's also the more like the oily vinegary ones, which are almost like it's like liquid. It like runs off a lot more. Yeah. And then there's the more must. It's like thicker, almost like a Dijon paste, is what I think you're talking about. So almost, that's what I think of. There's like I mean, so that's like I don't know. There's a lot of good barbecue in South Carolina too, I will say. Um, but there's a place like uh, like 45 minutes away from like where I grew up that we used to go to. It has both types, but the the mustard base there is just so good. But I like the uh, I like the type of barbecue you were talking about too, like just like the basically like the thick, like smoky. What you think yeah. of like Sweet Baby Ray's, like that type. But, yep. But yeah, it's super good. There's so much good food in um especially like the like Charleston area. Super good. If you'll ever get the chance to go in Charleston, you can't go wrong. Like anywhere you go there. Yeah, I definitely I definitely have like no preference. I think that I lean towards like the vinegar based ones, but you know, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I really had no skin in the game. And and, pro- and I would say like I grew up just thinking barbecue is like the molasses sort of brown sugary based um you know based sauce so when, when i came down to north carolina i was surprised uh you know i was surprised about the debate going on and i had a lot of friends who are very passionate for sure <laughs> oh yeah gosh also the with the places like that the sides are also just like fantastic usually amazing mm-hmm. they usually always have like their specialty sides or whatever yeah, I really learned to appreciate Brunswick Stew going to barbecue places, which I'd never heard of before I started going to them. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, John, do you know what Brunswick Stew is? I, I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't know all the components. I don't know so, all the components. I don't quite know everything that's in it either. If only there was a website that could tell us what was in this stuff. <laughs> Let me figure that they out. They could really. quickly no, decipher yeah. this answer. I don't know. There's yeah, no way to know for sure. <laughs> I don't quite know. Uh, Look at my encyclopedia. It, so it's yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a small like meaty stew. Uh, I'm seeing smoked pulled pork, lima beans, uh, brown sugar. Um, I don't know why it's called Brunswick stew, but like shredded pork and chicken and then mm. some barbecue sauce in like a broth with some other vegetables and things like that that's what it is like it's i i'm someone who even in the heat of summer loves a hot soup like one time i remember specifically i was at it was like 100 degrees out and i was sitting outside with my friend we were at just some restaurant um and uh, she got like, I don't know, some sort of a salad and we, and some kombucha and I was drinking the kombucha and then I was like, Ooh, I'll get like a, I'll get cream of, um, Oh, uh, Turkey wild rice soup. And she looked at me like I had three heads. I was like, no, this is delicious. Like I don't, it's yes, it'll be warm, but I don't really care if it's hot out. I'll totally have some hot soup even in the heat of the summer. Yeah. It sounds like a texture thing. Like there, there is something about like those thick soups too, that, that just hits the spot. I don't know. It's funny that you bring that up because I used to, um, you, you know, I, I used to be like you where like I very much like it didn't matter if something was seasonal. I'd be like, you could have it all the time. Um, you know, for example, like eggnog would be something that if they served eggnog year round, um, you know, I'd be buying clothes like every year for sure. But um, or, or having to buy like new size of clothes every year. But the um what, what oh it, it was like porters i think like porter beers 
Um, you know, yeah. like I used to be like, oh, I'll just drink these anytime. And now like, I can't have one during the summertime, like porters and stouts. Like uh, if it's hot out, I like, won't even, I won't even think about it. Um, touching one and it, yeah, I, I remember like, there was just like a switch in me at one point where it's like, you know, it's summertime. I can't have a heavy beer. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Gotcha. I, I don't like stouts much, stouts and porters all that much anyways, but my, my girlfriend's dad loves them and drinks them year round. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. It's like the heavier, the better. Um, it's, it, yeah, he, he loves I all that stuff. Them. And I like, yeah. I, I won't like, it won't be my go-to, but I don't mind it really. I like it. Alcohol, I don't like I'd say, time, though, yeah. alcohol, I'd say I definitely feel more seasonality. Like I, uh, uh, I definitely feel some more of that. Like I, I like bourbon just like on the rocks or so. And yeah. then I'll, I won't really have that except in the, like it feel I'll have it in the summer or something and it's fine, but it feels so much better in the winter just to have that. Cause it just jolt, it warms you all yeah, up. I mean, true. I know it's artificial, but it feels so nice in the winter just that's to have true. a nice where you, Oh, I poured too much in. Oh, I guess I'll drink it all then. And <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> yep. So, gotcha. so I'm actually so, curious. Well, well, do you mind if I ask real quick too? Um, so I was like switching the pod. I, I'd be curious, like, to hear just like a, a quick rundown from John about like how you joined the, joined up on the pod as well, because yeah, I sure. I know Eric, um, but you know, you're you're a new face to me. Yeah. So yeah. First of all, like I remember, it's like nice, like getting a uh, face to the the voice because I had like. I can't remember whether it was this podcast or another podcast. Are you on another podcast as well? No, it was just this one. Okay. Okay. It must've been this one. And I remember listening to you on this podcast, um, before, obviously I was, um, you're on here like for a number of years before I think I even listened. Cause I started listening like probably, I started playing in March, 2020. Okay. Yeah. And, um, then I was like, didn't start listening till probably like four or five months later from that. Yeah. And so, this is probably, yeah. Oh, I was going to say like, you caught me like then, then you, you caught on like, right. Probably like halfway through my time, you know, I, I was like only on the pod for a year and a half, maybe. Gotcha. Um, but, but yeah, I like, so I listened to this podcast and, uh, like, a few others, but then, um, like, I would just, I started doing community game night a lot, um, and then, like, the last two, two seasons, like, the first season, I was kind of, like, just getting into the game, like, and learning a lot, like, I was, like, I started playing, like, ranked really early when I was, like, first starting playing, and it didn't really, like, I kind of just, like, stopped playing ranked immediately, and, like, I wish I wouldn't have started, like, playing ranked, like, super early like that but yeah um but like without at least like learning more like especially because that was like because i'd only you know been playing normals for a little bit at that point i was like whatever i'll just like deep dive into it so like that was a little bit like of a shock i guess at the time when i started playing but i also like was you started also sorry to cut in you started playing right in the uh the udir hecarim meta of 2020 then yeah, that was quite a time to jump yeah. in then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and also like whenever I first started playing, I was I played uh, like mid and top mostly. Okay. And then uh, it's kind of funny now because now I play jungle, and I've been playing mid, but 
more recently ADC, Jungle and ADC. But uh, yeah, then the I was pretty fortunate though because I had like a bunch of uh friends who had played and whatnot for a long time, like season one, two. Like one of my friends had been playing since uh like beta like he'd been playing for a really long time um and like i had a few friends who were um really good at the game and who had like were able to give me guidance you know um Mm -hmm. big time as far as like like i guess probably like after like the first six months i would say of playing the game like once i kind of was like just trying out i just like wanted to try out everything you know like i was just like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know? Like, I hadn't tried, like, all the champions, didn't know what everybody did. Like, that was still, like, a shock to me, you know, yeah. at all that point. Remember how that is? And so, like, I was just, like, soaking all that up, like, and loving that. So, like, I didn't really, like... I was kind of just trying stuff, you know? I wasn't really, like, focused on, uh, like, ranked or, like, I would say, like, climbing or anything like that. Until, like... I, like, started kind of trying to improve more, like, my second season. And that was when I started playing Jungle 2. Because I played, like, the end of the first season, I started doing ADC. And Jungle and ADC are my most played. But, um, yeah, I picked up Jungle, learned, like, a few basic champs. Like, I started with, like, Warwick. Uh, Like, I played Master Yi, like, when I was learning. I played, like... A little bit of Udir, Hecarim, uh, like pretty just like basic stuff just to learn. Had no idea what I was doing, but like my, uh, one of my friends, um, who's, he's been like Diamond since like season three or four, and he's a jungler. He helped me out a ton. Um, and then I actually, um, in the last year, yeah, I would say like year, I've been doing, um, like coaching, like on and off too. Um, you did the, they interviewed the uh, people who I do the coach. It's through Saltu with a, uh, do you know who they are? Nathan, you know Coach Curtis's and Nathan Coach Mott. Curtis and oh, yeah. Nathan Mott. Yeah, yeah we yeah, interviewed yeah. them great. a few months, a couple months yeah, ago. No, they're, yeah, they're awesome, yeah. Um, so I do, I've done the Saltu like on and off as well. And that, like that's been a huge help for me. Um, just in terms of, like, uh, I guess, like, looking at a uh, ranked in, like, a like positive way, I guess. And, like, uh, enjoying it, like, as more of a journey rather than, like, I guess, like, uh, I want to get this certain rank. More, like, I guess, like, I want to get better at this, this, and this. And, like, the rank will be a byproduct of, you know, just improvement over time kind of deal, you know? Yeah. I really like that that idea. Um, and, like, a big part of his thing is just reviewing and making sure that you're, like, taking personal responsibility for, for your games and whatnot and ranked and um, just, like, getting into the details about anything, that, you know, that you could be doing differently or be doing better. Like, in the sense of, because, like, jungle is pretty, pretty complex, and um, he definitely has, like, his review methods helped a lot for me, at least personally, because um, it's, like, 
it's done in such a way that it's like it doesn't take like too long, you know. Like it it shouldn't take you like like forty, thirty, or forty minutes to review a thirty or forty minute game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it can, that'd be crazy. It should take like yeah, ten ten minutes, twelve minutes, like max. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and just having someone who's uh, also just like way more experienced than you and way way better than you are, like kind of like walk you through. Um, what they would be thinking, or like what you should be doing, or has been a huge like huge help and eye opener too. Especially like when you're like thinking, "Oh, this is like the best thing I could be doing here," and then it's like you have someone else who's like way better than you, and, you're, and they're like telling you your stuff, and you're like, "I didn't even like consider that." You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, honestly, those guys like. I, I even when I stopped playing, like I listened, I listened to those guys for just like a while afterwards. Cause I think that mm-hmm. their perspective, like you said, it's like a mindset thing and, and their mindset yeah. is, is like beyond the game of league of legends, I would oh, say. Yeah. Um, and sort of just like that self-improvement and, and, and yeah, like I think that I think a big, uh, a big barrier for like a lot of people who play, who play league specifically, like, like how you mentioned, like you jumped into rank a little earlier than you, um, than you felt like you probably should have. And it may have like, Mm. you know, given you a bit of a foul taste for, um, for competitive league. Yeah. I I know for me, like I had a similar journey to yours where I think that, um, I grew up like playing video games as sort of just like an enjoyment, you know, like a hobby enjoyment. And I think if you want to get good at league, I think everyone, everyone who plays it, like for the most part, wants to get, you know, get better. Um, but I don't think that like everyone quite realizes how much, like how much thought you have to put into your gameplay that it's not like, you know, it's not like those single player, like scrollers that we grew up with where like, there's only, you know, like there's only so much you can do and, and there's really in those games and like those games are made to be beaten. Right. Um, mm. and, and league, you know, just like the competitive nature of league. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other competitive games, um, you know, because you're playing against other humans, like you, it's, you're, it's not, you know, it's a zero sum. It, it's, it's not made mm. for you to beat it every single time. Um, right. but, but the improvement, like you said, the journey is such a big deal with it. And I, yeah, I'd say a lot, like, I guess one thing that kind of drew me to that, like was, uh, like, a. Like, growing up, high school, um, and, like, the big sport that I played was tennis. And, like, uh, like that was, I guess, partly, like, sort of the mindset that, like, uh, like my coach would would teach to me was, like, it's, like, because, uh, like, one thing, that's one thing they say is, like, uh, in Salto is, like, don't think about it, like, uh, like, a loss equals like you did bad necessarily. It it should it your like confidence should come from the quality of your practice basically. So like if you're putting in the practice and you're putting in the work, like it'll come, you know, over time. Like you just gotta and it's it's kinda like the same thing like the uh kinda like Michael Jordan mindset kinda like where, you know, you gotta fail so many times. You gotta become comfortable with failing. Yeah. And uh and uh, making the wrong decision a lot of times before you make the right decision. Um, 
you you miss every wall flash you you don't you don't take yeah exactly yeah Um, and um but yeah i think that's like a big part of it and like because like the big thing you know he always says is like uh as far as like improvement in league and i think that's true for like a lot of stuff too it's just like a lot of it is just like a painful experience like solo queue can be and then you like reflect on the experience and then you know you hopefully become improved you know from it um but it you know it always comes with a with a challenge for sure solo queue is a very uh a challenging place that i mean in many ways and what you're speaking about that whole self-reflection failing and getting better at it applies to i mean you could extend it to everything in life from i was uh before we're recording tonight i was i was rock climbing and i was i failed a few times at several different routes and some of them i didn't get at all and some of them i did get and that's fine It, it ranges from i mean even when we're when people are younger and they first start you know like their first kiss or so it's usually when you hear about those stories they're not good but then or like the kiss itself wasn't good but then people get better at it and then same thing with you know like at work people take constructive criticism get better it just extends to everywhere in life and that's a great attitude to have for sure yeah yeah and i think that's like uh because like before like you know like especially when i was like first starting rank you know i'm just like i'm just queuing up slapping ranked solo duo and i'm just queuing up and there's no like thought going on you know i'm just selecting the champion that one champion that i know how to play in jungle and then i'm just you know queuing up kind of mindlessly but now it's like i have a more like regimented process to it um and like a a way to basically a way to practice i guess as well because like through review and whatnot and feedback and the other big thing that i like just about that um just you know salto and you know what they do coach curtis does too is the uh like a lot of, i guess the benefit that i've found too is like the bunch of other people that are members and in, in doing it like uh there's like a page that you know all the one tricks or like the people who like that's their main champ like there's a ton of people you can talk to about that play the same champ as you in like all different elos which is really mm-hmm. nice um so i mean you can just be like if because you know you'll have your your game um that you want to review or whatever and i mean you can just sh- if they have some time or whatever and they're willing you know you can just shoot it out to the one trick channel or whatever and like have someone else look at your your stuff too who's higher ranked than you if uh if you know Nathan or someone isn't doing like one of their like, normal things that they do normal sessions so but i'm just like trying to be a, a sponge i guess is like the best thing that i've found when just trying to improve this game and not like there was like a period of time where i would just get really frustrated by rank but uh i don't know i i mean it's i still get frustrated don't get me wrong but Definitely less so. Like, I don't, uh... I guess I don't play as much, too. I try to keep it, like, three games at a time, and that's it per day, like, as far as ranked. I'm pretty much, like, no more, no less. Yeah, I was going to say, too, that I I think, like, doing the VOD reviews, like, whenever I start VOD reviewing um, and or just, like, doing, you know, reflective practices after games, 
like mm. that adds the value to the lost games that you don't get if you're just like jamming you know jamming yeah. games cuz um, like yeah yeah like the thing i found too is like especially this season like when i've had more like structure to how i'm playing ranked i guess and like champions that i'm like focusing on that i'm like you know playing a lot like i'm not just you know planning random stuff like on a whim anymore like i'm just playing the same like three or four things pretty much for the most part when i'm like in my placement sometimes i'll just play whatever but i don't know i've like the other thing i like about that is like there's like a i think there's a thing to be said about like uh like champion mastery like how like just being able to pilot your champ like uh without thinking about piloting your champ basically just like opens up a like whole new i guess like world i guess at least for me like whenever i was like got super comfortable with the champ for the first time it's like wow now i can just like think about all this other stuff that i was missing before that i had no idea <laughs> was yeah. even going on that's what I think about. Well, that's what I have. I have to think about my champion when, when it, I mean, specifically if we're talking about, you know, these one tricks and people being good at stuff, I'm thinking whenever I have to play Singe or whatever, I honestly think about, okay, what would, when I was jungling against this jungle Singe in community night, what would Nate be doing? Right now? Like I honestly, I honestly channel my, my inner you to try and play Singe well when I'm trying to, and it never works. I can never get it. I don't understand. I'm terrible at that champion and I'm fine with it. I'm yeah. so bad at Singe. I'm uh, so bad. I'm. I was also pretty. To be fair, I was also pretty terrible at him. Um, I didn't have a very good, uh, good record. Uh, uh, but I'd have like my highs were great. <laughs> I think. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure Eric slap. I'm pretty sure you slapped me every single time. I think juggle cinch. There, I I remember. I mean, usually yes, it went in my favor. But I do remember one time where. Uh, like it was like I've already I'd already faced like three or four times over a couple months or something, and then for some reason I don't know what the matchup was, but you just absolutely demolished the whole map, and I was like, God damn it! This is why Singe is good. I don't. <laughs> this is why people ban it and people rage when Singe is in the game and worry about proxying and shit yeah. and like, oh god, it was. Whenever I see a Singe now, I'm still just like, fuck. This is, this <laughs> is such a night. This is such a nightmare flipping people uh, over laughing <laughs> yeah yeah and dude, and nate you great. you dropped out of league a little bit before he he was uh the best mid laner for a solid oh, few yeah. months or Actually, so as yeah, well i heard about that um yeah, yeah but, but that's where like the, i was gonna say go i mean that's where i, I so um it's funny because like dan man and i would talk about this sometimes where i'm definitely a I'm like a reverse meta slave, you know, like when things get meta, I would, I like am a little bit less into them. And that's like part of the reason that I picked up like Pantheon and Singe was because that was when Shen had gotten really strong. Um, and part of me just like, didn't feel good, you, you know, about it. Like I loved, I love playing Sen, Sen, or Shen was like at a 48% win rate, um, you know, overall, whenever I first started jamming him, um, and, and I loved like being, you know, the player with like a 60 plus percent win rate on a champ that, you know, was supposed to be a losing champ. And then as soon as he got really strong, it just, it started feeling bad, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but, but it's not competitive. Like, I think that, um, I remember, I think it was actually Curtis and Nathan who were talking about this is like, 
if you want to get good, like you have to be willing to like take the, you, you know, like if you want to be the best, you have to be like the, the kind of person who's willing to take those, the, like the meta picks and get really good at them as well and be willing mm-hmm. to play with them. Um, so, you know, like, like I, I think that that's something like, like that mindset that I had isn't necessarily a good thing. You know, it's, it's more of like an ego booster for myself to be like, Oh yeah. Like I don't, I don't abuse the meta. Um, but. Well, I think like, I guess like one way I look at it too, like in terms of like similar mindset is like, uh, like if you're playing like a champ, that's not necessarily like meta, but, uh, like, you and like it's still like a bad match matchup for you, for example, like if it's like jungle bad ma- jungle matchup for you, or something. But then you still win, like just like crush the game, where it's like, like he, that just like goes to show that like and you know one tricks and people who are really good, you know, a certain champion do this all the time. Where like, I mean they'll win those like counter matchups and like the impossible matchups just because they know how to play like. They know how to play around it, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. They they know where like to make sacrifices, and they know like where to pick up the the gains in, in other right. places. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's like always like really promising, and and often I feel like it comes down like, you know, a, as someone who did one trick my way to diamond, um, I, I do think it also comes down to like the fact that you know, like you have the people who are like one tricking or like specializing in like two, three champions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I, I always thought about this, like when I was playing, it's like every game, like no matter if it's like a matchup, like you've played a hundred times, like every game is unique because the person mm-hmm. you're playing against, right. Is unique. Um, and yeah, I, I never, like, I had a hard time. I, I don't know if you've actually talked about this with your coach um, or Eric, whether you think about this too, but I oftentimes had a hard time, like, knowing for sure, like, whether I was making the right decisions or whether I was abusing someone who, like, had had tried to, like, counterpick me, um, you know, but didn't actually, like, know the champion that they played against. Because I, I, you know, playing, playing Shen, for example, like, ranged matchups are oftentimes a, a challenge. Like, you have your E-gap closer, but if you miss it or you, you know, if you miss it or like when it's down, um, you know, the threat of having Fucked. it up. Yeah. You're, you're just screwed. Um, but that being said, you know, like if people picked Timo into me, for example, um, I, I felt like very comfortable. Like I was like very confident into Timo. And then I was also like very confident into like a lot of like those big beefy top laners like Darius or Mordekaiser or Renekton um, who, you know, like on paper, like blow for blow should be beating Shen. I I, I don't know like what the state of Shen right now is. Like sure. I, I know when he was buffed, you, you know, like when he when he got buffed, like just he was smashing. Yeah, yeah, everything. yeah, exactly. Like he he was like yeah he was like that guy who like he got his shield and then he got empowered auto attacks and it's like you you just like couldn't trade into him. Um, but yeah, like I think it's interesting because I always had a hard time like knowing whether like I was actually playing well or whether like it was someone who was just like playing a champion that they didn't really know how to play. Um, yeah, and that's that's the other thing I think that's been really helpful for for me at first, like in terms of uh, like reviewing, is because like like I was saying like earlier, like I guess it like uh, made me like comfortable with the idea, like even like a. Uh, like in solo queue, even if a, even if you get a win, 
it doesn't necessarily mean that like you obviously made every right choice. Yeah. Like, you could have actually played really bad and then your enemy just made way more mistakes than you. Um I feel like whenever I first started doing that that was like a big eye opener for me because it was like you know, you don't know what you don't know. You know, not like uh like those were things I was not even like thinking about before where like when I was first starting jungle or like even when I like had uh, like been playing for a little bit and had been playing one champion for a little bit, it was like, uh, like, you know, why, why are you not like thinking about this or, or this? And it's like, Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know that was something I should be thinking about. But, um, it's yeah. also important to keep in mind when we're thinking, when people are thinking about matchups that, like yes, you can look at a matchup in isolation, and it's easier in top lane of all places yeah, to look at how yeah. those match up. But there's also eight other champions running around on the rift doing exactly. different things, and there's different variabilities and everything that's happening. So yes, those stats help, but uh, I mean, if you're looking at you know bot lanes, those stats matter a lot less, as well as jungle, they matter a lot less because how often like. I mean, I don't know. I'm not brawling people often in the jungler. Yes, that's also my play style. Is I'm not looking for the other jungler. I'm looking to do other things and like, okay, I'll find them and then I'll track them. But like, I don't really want to fight you. I don't really care who you are. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, well, I don't. People. I don't play the Rengars and the Graveses and stuff. It's like, nah. I'm. I, you know what? You go, go do your own thing. I don't. I don't fucking care. I'm gonna go like make sure that I'm just gonna be able to counter gank. I'm gonna track you. I'm gonna farm well. I'm gonna make macro calls and have good timings and things like that. Like I don't, I don't care. I don't really care to interact with you all that much for the most part. So yeah. it's like it, it, when you play as when you play, like you're, you're experiencing different types of people playing those characters, like you're saying, mm -hmm. Nate, with the Teemos who are going to be super aggressive versus those who are going to be very passive because they don't know the matchup all that well, or they're just passive players or whatever. It's definitely a, there's a whole spectrum within the champions and within every single game, even if you're facing the same person two games in a row for some weird reason, there's still oh, yeah. eight other different people in the game too. So yeah. it's all total variability. And it's like people even like, like you were saying, like even uh, like from person to person, they might pilot a champion slightly differently. Like, and it'll just be way different to play against them. Um, but I guess like uh, for me, like that's like one uh, reason I like, Rengar so much because like I can uh I feel like it taught me a lot to like really look at a a game like in champion select and then in loading screen and like I'm like looking at it I'm looking at all the sums I'm like thinking like if I'm I'm putting myself like in both of their their shoes and like what is this lane gonna look like like you know and then but not only that like, I think a big thing is being able to, when it doesn't go the way that you anticipate, being able to adapt to that in a way that, um, like, puts yourself on, and your team on top, and capitalize on, on stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, yeah that, that's, like, just an example of, like, something I, like, didn't even think about before um, when I was starting to play. But yeah, I mean that's just like one thing I like about the game is there's just like so many layers to the game that um in terms of just like complexity and and how complicated it can get and then like even in a matchup like you'll have like someone maybe who's a one trick 
and then their enemy counterpicks them, but the guy's a one-trick, and this guy's, like, auto-filled who counterpicked yeah. him. So then he still ends up losing the matchup, and it's like, you got to be able to uh, adapt to stuff like that and still find a way to, to, to win. Like, I feel like that's uh, part of, like, the, like, at least uh, coaching mindset as far as, like, whenever I was playing tennis a ton, like, competitively, like, uh, I think it was uh, the Andre Agassi book that talked about this, where it was like, you know, it's like the people who are the who are the very best at the very top are like the people who, even on their bad days, they f- they find a way to 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 dig deep and and find a way to win no matter what. Like even if they're having a bad day. Um, and I think it's like, I think there's definitely a. Um, correlation with that as far as like solo queue like you know if you're playing um, like with high intensity and everything and you're not like you know tilt queuing and you're just um, focusing I, like I almost feel like it's more uh, as much like a game of you know 5v5 as like you know a game against yourself almost you know like as far as solo queue because it's there's just going to be it's, a million frustrating things that are going to ha- be happening. but It's definitely a mental game like that. And, and one thing that I like really found that I turned the corner on reliably being able to not get in my, not get like upset and get in my own head was because uh, most of my time playing league, I've played solo. But when, um, when I started to hop into TFN and then when we did our clash team as well and did practice. And then after that, when I did competitive team, although that one, there were some toxic personalities of people, but like our clash team for sure. When we had Nate, that was like a place where I definitely learned to like, I, I'm not, I'm not a person who really gets super emotional one way or the other, but more to like actively regulate my emotions and think of like, okay, how am I feeling right now is this a time when i want to go practice or like how do i communicate to my my team members as well that how i'm feeling about you know this matchup on this day versus whatever's happening and and stuff like that um and that's one of the things that i took away to switch it a little bit that's one of the best things that i took away from playing with you and the other guys on that team as well yeah yeah that was a that was a good team to like test your mental fortitude on Uh, at least i i mean uh, uh, but both for like the fact that we had like a, a a really rough go at it but also like for the fact that i think like the personalities on that team were great you know, d- d- despite everything yeah. um and i feel like yeah i i think about that team a lot cuz I, I i felt like it was a lot of fun and and i was definitely like the weak link on the team in terms we were of, all de- weak links at different points. Don't yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, like oh no. Well, we, we were, but I was, you know, like everyone for the most part was playing like the role that they, you know, that they play. Um, sure. And I had been flexing into mid. So, so like we were more or less like a diamond based team. And, and I, I'm probably, I was probably like high gold, low plot mid um, at best. But but yeah, like I thought that that was just a really good experience. I I think the biggest thing too, like is is just like the fact that like just playing with people, I don't know, playing with people just like made it a lot more enjoyable. And it's more it, it in terms of like 
in terms of like taking like the solo queue experience where you're where you just have like random people and like trying to like improve like both yourself but like as a team as well i feel like was just like a it was a cool experience um yeah but yeah i i my clash record is is like absolutely trash <laughs> i even even when i play top lane like i i had a pretty rough rough go at clash um yeah, there's some like I I enjoy that five setting a lot more, but I am not as good at it as I am in solo queue. Just because I I can weather the storm a lot more of the the unpredictability. Like I'm not I'm the player when you meet in solo queue where people are flying into fights and going like one at a time, and I'm like, okay, you guys can go. I'm gonna wait until there's all of us, and then we can go yeah. to this thing. Or yep. I'm not gonna contest this dragon because it's a three v five. I'm gonna walk away and farm my Krugs. Mm -hmm. Like it's that. I'm gonna go kill this pink ward that I remember was there from a minute ago when I was watching with my F keys over there. Like this, it's it's very different there. But then trying to translate that into the five experience, it was a lot different because you needed depending on the game and the game state, you needed to be able to switch the gear and to be multiple versions of yourself within a champion as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's different skills. And I think like even the fact that you brought up, um, yeah, like, like, you know, this isn't the time for me to be fighting for the, the dragon. Like, I feel like that, like those calls in solo queue make a lot of sense. And then whenever you play fives, like the challenges is like, you're all in comms together and the right call could be that you don't take the dragon, but the fact that like, you're all talking together, it seems like, like d making the decisions as a, as a team, it's easier to be like, all right, let's go do this. Even if it's not the right call. Um, wh whereas like when you're playing solo queue, it is like a lot easier to, to like sort of just in your own mind, process it okay not the right call like i'm fine just going over and doing this other thing yeah i, I guess for me too i also like the like aspect of solo queue um or like that aspect of solo queue like where it's almost like like uh in a way you're like playing poker with the like the enemy jungler as far as like like he thinks i'm gonna be here but like what if i'm just completely do something like off the wall opposite of what he does and i end up here and he doesn't expect me here kind of thing like or like uh like another thing like for example like i play ringar a lot and uh so like even if i'll see someone like put a ward down for example like i'll like and i, I obviously you know this depends on where it is but like if someone puts down a ward and I know where it is, I'll intentionally walk over it, but, like, to, like, make them just, like, kind of, like, squirm a little bit, I guess. Like, be like, oh, Rengar, like, oh, no, Rengar's, like, in this area, oh, no, what, what's going on? And then just, like, make a, like, go around the vision and make a play in a completely different place. And then they're just like, wait, what? Rengar was just right there and he just walked over a ward there, like, why is he here? Kind of deal. So, like, yeah, I've done some. I've done some of that recently. Like my favorite move was uh, in a game. It almost worked, but in a game I was playing like last week, I was playing fiddlesticks, and uh, I was sitting in one of those mid side brushes, and and then when I was in there, someone went and warded it, but I hadn't moved. So effectively, they don't know if it's me or if it's an effigy. So 
I, I'm not going to get a fear off when I do anything on them unless I, I cue them. But then, like, I waited and they weren't walking up. But then I, I thought, uh, okay, let me just... Because they still think it's an effigy. Like, oh, okay, it's whatever. Then you can just... Ult, even then you're on vision, just, like, ult on them and flash on their mm-hmm. face. And we almost killed them. But it's, like, unpredictable shit like that. Like, yeah, co- you don't think that I'm going to be in this bush waiting when it's warded. And when I saw, saw you warded. And I've been here for 45 seconds when you're just <laughs> leaning here. Like, yeah. just unpredictable shit like that yeah. oh, it's so fun to fuck around with his effigies people don't people don't expect it you could just be standing in the middle of like uh middle of the river you drop an effigy down and then you just stand on top of it and they're like oh fiddlesticks either ults or he flashes or runs away you just kind of do what the effigy does and you can mind game them so well it's so much fun to do stuff like that yeah you can do a bunch but... of like sneaky stuff like with ringard too as far as like you can, like, there's a way you can sneak Herald, too, decently well with Rengar, is, like, you can, uh, um, like, if you're the bottom side of the map, I mean, it works either way, but, um, like, you can go in that bush behind where the, um, Rift Her- or Rift slash Baron Pit is, um, you know, just the bush mm-hmm. right behind where Red is, Yep. and, uh, you can just throw a bola from there, and it'll just pull Rift. Because it gives you vision, and then you can just oh. do ref from there, and it'll avoid vision from the uh, the scuttle if they've got scuttle. So you can sneak stuff like that. I've d- I do that a lot. Um, that is pretty cool. You can, I mean, you can also you can if listeners aren't aware, too, yeah. you can also just like, I mean, you you can do fancy stuff like that, but you can also enter rift pit or baron pit from the top side and they can't see you entering because you can scuttle along that wall mm-hmm. and a scuttle vision doesn't see you there whereas the dragon yeah. that doesn't work but for but for rift you can do that but that's actually pretty cool to know that you can do that because then yeah then you hop over into the pit that's really yeah funky. A, i gotta watch few, out for that now yeah there's a few like tricks like that um yeah for like avoiding vision and stuff like that in unique ways but uh yeah, yeah. i mean that's like I guess it all comes down to like uh, like champion mastery stuff too. Like sure. So um, to shift this into gear and bring it back to Nate's time back on the pod a bit more. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how. I mean, you said you were on for a year and a half or so, but um, and you were running it, I think, for a lot of that time. But how did you first get onto the the pod? Like, where did where did that come from? What was the genesis of that whole experience? Yeah, so um, I'd actually been listening to the podcast since 2015, I think. Um, and I I always, you know, like it was just always something that was interesting to me. Um, and I think a lot of people this sort of happens to that end up coming on and being part of the podcast, you know, I, I ended up joining one of the tournaments. Um, I, I lost in the first round, but, um, I, somehow I sort of got like in contact with Beaver, um, at that point and, and Heartless Beaver and I duoed a little bit and, um, and then eventually I don't, um, so Alex, who was, um, I praise the sun, I don't know if you all okay. remember that name at all. He, he's I a do, jungler. yeah, the, he, he's the a cane player. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so Alex and I also duoed a lot, and Alex was actually thinking about stepping back at that time. And when he did it, I was like, oh, yeah, like I, I would be interested 
and and you know picking up where where you left off and so he he pitched it to Vrail and Beaver and I got on and honestly like I think I was really nervous um very early on I I didn't talk very you know I didn't talk much um and 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 you all might know like this like these are like guys that you like listen to every week and all of a sudden you're thrown on the pod and in like you're sort of an authority voice as well but but for for me it was like very nerve-wracking um to talk and I never felt like I had quite the same kind of analysis to share that um Vrail and Heartless Beaver had and and they had been potting for quite some time like they I mean they must have been potting for like at least three to four years before I got on with them but um but basically like a couple months after I I joined the pod they they were like winding down they were both like sort of not feeling it anymore and and you all know it's hard work and and, and yeah. it's like speaking of what like um what you had said John earlier uh, about like you know the best players are the ones who are going to who are going to like play well even on a bad day or like find like a good um good plays even on the bad day like potting can be like that too you know like there there are weeks i i i mean if you guys can disagree with me um but but there there are weeks where it's like oh man like i got a pot again this week and you hop in and, and honestly like I, the biggest thing is like you hop in and it's fun but um but it, it's like a little bit of like it, it could be mentally taxing to some degree too um and but anyways i think I, I can't speak for Vrail and beaver but i think that they were at a point where it they'd just been doing it for a really long time um and they both like stepped back um pretty much at the same time and and I was there and I like was, I joined, I'm like, this is great. Like, I'm going to be a co-host. Like, I'm not going to have to put that much, um, you, you know, I'm not gonna have to like put that much forward really, you know, like the, like I can sort of just like get to learn from these guys. Um, and, and basically at that time, I don't know if Eric, if you had, if you did this too, but they stepped back and we all got in a call with, um, Ponophobia um, and he, he said, all right, like we, we can either continue this or, or we can kill it. Um, and, and he said like, we've been running for a long time and I'm fine either way. I, I actually don't know if like, this is stuff that, that needs to be shared. I, I, you know, it doesn't really matter. I think it's all, I think it's all good information unless you don't want to share it. I'm yeah, sure no, 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 I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone. Yeah. Um, uh, but but I was like, yeah, I, I'm I'm willing to give this a shot. And I, I told I talked to my wife and and I told her, I'm like, I'm really nervous. Like, I don't feel like I have the same ability to run this as um, Vrail and Beaver did. Um, you know, I'm definitely like quite a different personality than them. Um, and. In anyways, my wife was like, oh, well, just give it a year, <laughs> basically. Um, so so at that point, like that was spring of 2020. And I was like, all right, I'm just I'm going to give this a year. And I reached out like Dan had been on the podcast a couple of times and I reached out to him. I'm like, dude, like, I think we can do this together. And um, and then we got um, Evan as well. 
and it was and Svenny um, bu- um, moved from the Four Words podcast, and and it, it worked and it, it was a lot of fun. Um, it, it was a lot of fun and um, and it was taxing. Like, like once again, Eric, I, I I'm sure like John, I don't know like how um, how much like you've hosted it, but. Um, but Eric, like, you know, like when you're the one who's like hosting the pod, it's, it's also like a little bit more challenging where like before I would show up and like heart heartless beaver would sort of take the lead. And, you know, like he was the one who like kept the conversation going on. And, and that is like a lot different than, than being like one of the co-hosts where like, you're not there. There's you're not being relied quite as much on keeping the conversation moving on. Um, and it, it, and for me that I think that was the most challenging for me was like, I felt like I always had to, I I was feeling like pressure to like always keep the conversation moving. Um, and, and I think that I like, I don't think that that was necessarily the right decision for me to make like I think that what ended up happening was like I probably needed to put more work on like the the front end um before the podcast came on to um you know to just be like a little bit more prepared and and I went in and out uh, of doing that but um hopefully this doesn't sound like really sad (laughs) no it's it's all great info and and i'll i'll comment on some of that there because yeah i've uh i i yes there are times when i pod and i'm not as into it as other times but i still enjoy the whole experience because i am someone who as the listeners know can go on and talk kind of endlessly um i'm nowhere i I don't vamp nearly as much as my sister and my mom do they can i can have a conversation with my mom on the phone and it'll be 45 minutes and i've said hi how are you doing and that's it uh so i'm not that much but like i can definitely just keep talking and so this i'm never i'm almost never struggling for words at all sometimes my my tone doesn't come out as much or my emotion doesn't come out because a lot of how i express different thoughts and things are more in like the tone of my voice how it like jumps up and down some um and i think having being on uh voice has helped some as well or being on uh video has helped some as well because then i'm also kind of a gesturer so i get to like put some of that in and people get to see when you know if i'm if i'm laughing but i'm not audibly laughing at all then they can see oh like oh he's reacting to that oh it's not just like they didn't just disappear or whatever and so that that helps with some of it too but yeah i i I joined in August of 21 and I think you were just stepping away. I think we only potted like two or three times together, if that, but then at, you stepped away and then shortly, like within a couple weeks or, or so after that, then smile stepped back as well. Um, for, uh, he stepped away as well mm-hmm. abruptly, um, for personal issues and all. And then, um, and then, uh, Dan wanted to step back as well as uh, Ganks, Evan, all pretty fast within by the time November rolled around and I joined in the end of August by like Thanksgiving uh, or even before that, I was running the whole show at that point. So I didn't really get into the shoes of, 
oh, this is how I'm supposed to be. I'm just a normal contributor. I'm not running it. And I kind of jumped in and I even went from like day one, I was talking and going on and bringing up different points and trying to connect things that were said earlier in the podcast or to other things. So like I've, I've always kind of been in that spot where I can facilitate conversations and let it go through and bring in like, oh, what do you think about this? Or, oh, you do this. Like, how does that relate to X, Y, and Z? Like, that's always something that I've been pretty good at in, in work and talking like in just in my private life with friends and family and stuff. So it's pretty, I feel like I fit decently naturally in here. Um, and I remember speaking with, uh, when we first streamed our first episode i told my family about it and they all went and looked and they're like oh yeah you definitely have like you know the voice and the personality for for radio and i was like oh okay cool like i i didn't i didn't think that i didn't but having that reinsurance definitely helped so there's definitely times as well when i'm not as prepared as i probably should be and maybe the quality of the pod suffers some there but um i've also tried to be very intentional about these are the things that we want to do. How can we accomplish them? We have like a whole spreadsheet behind the scenes of different group of uh, different um, guests that we've reached out to to try and recruit. And I think we've been uh, compared to the last few years, not to take anything away from oh, you yeah. or other people that were, we've been pretty active for guests we had on um, the coach Curtis, like we were talking about earlier. Um, we have an episode out that was released to Patreon last week, which uh, which I guess by the time that this, I guess we interviewed the one of the co-hosts of U.GG, we had a whole conversation yeah. with him that happened. Wow. That was really sweet. Yeah. Um, and so that one, by the time that normal listeners are hearing this, because this is a Patreon pod we're recording right now, they will have already heard that. That will have already been out for a bit. But so then we did that. We interviewed... Um, the the director of the uc irvine esports program in may or so yeah we did that in may right before the they had the college league uh national championship so we talked about that a whole bunch and talked with them um there were a couple of things that we reached out to that kind of fell through like i i got kind of close to getting ls to be on the pod which would have been amazing but um uh there were other it never ended up materializing um there's been i mean we've gone down a bunch of different tracks we've had on uh beaver came back for uh a host revisited podcast that sean one of the other podcasters hosted and um yeah we've had a whole bunch of different people on which has helped to keep some of the the vigor going um done other things reached out to riot to speak about see if we could talk to someone from like their art department um which would be really sweet in a kind of a different direction we talked in february with the league of Loreheads. we did a crossover with them they cover all the lore of every champion so like intentionally forcing myself to go and see like okay what are different avenues that we can take and yes we're still a league of legends podcast and we cover the patch notes and we talk about different aspects of the game like we were doing earlier but trying to branch it out to think about more holistically about everything that goes into gaming and goes into league and think about the art direction think about associated games that sort of stuff and associated podcasts like that's helped to generate content and i think it's been pretty successful in creating some pretty good content but there's definitely like i mean to go back to what you were saying there's definitely times when i'm like oh okay i just finished with work i need to go exercise and fuck i don't know if i really want a podcast but then once i sit down i shower and um, light a balsam woods candle like I did tonight and turn on my LED lights. I'm like, okay, shit, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to vamp for a while. Yeah, like um, once once you get into it, 
it feels it does feel really good but and and i think that like a lot of people probably experience that in a lot of like components of their life where you have like a a, like a commitment that you've made and um and it's easy to be like oh like you know maybe maybe i can push this off but i i did want to mention because i have been thinking about this a lot um just in preparation for this pod too that um that it has been for me, it's been very nice to see what you've been doing with the pod, Eric. Um, and I like I've listened to, you know, just a handful of episodes um, since I'm not playing league at all. You know, like the, yeah. it's 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 challenging it, um, for me to like really get um, back into listening religiously. Um, however, I, I you know, like I'll see what you're doing on Discord um, and and like, like you said, just like the, the vigor that you have for it. Um, I've been, I've been really impressed and it makes me feel, it makes me feel good. I like for, for myself, um, I, I like definitely felt like sort of like a transitional, just like keep the boat afloat host, um, in terms of like what happened, um, or, you know, like in terms of like what, what happened with like what I put into the pod, um, but but it's been it yeah like it made me really happy and when I heard um you know I'd heard that both Dan's left the pod um and Ganks left the pod um because I'll I talk to Ganks every once in a while and actually Dan I don't know if you're familiar with the Strava app it's like a a running social media app and me and made you smiles are friends on it so we like we'll (laughs) like like each other's um runs that we we do um you, oh, you I know. gotta get that and friend you guys because I'm running pretty awesome. often. As uh, oh, well. oh yeah, you should. Like, if you have like a um, like if you ever like map out what you run, uh, actually do it. We can talk about it after the pod. You should do it. I, yeah, I, that I, sounds it'd be cool. A lot of fun. Um, but, um, but when I heard that they left, um, you know, like it, it, it made me, it made me a little sad because I felt, I felt like you had got put into the position, the same position that I got put into. Um, you know, like where you sort of join up and. Um, there's like a group of really cool guys and then they all sort of like peace out <laughs> or, or, or dip out. Yeah. Um, but, but I think I, I mean, you've just been doing really well. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that you're enjoying it and I'm, I'm glad that like, I'm glad that you have like the personality, like you, you have the go get them personality where, um, that was like another thing. Like when I did the Ch- champion select podcast, like it feels really bad getting like denied by a lot of people <laughs> for interviews too. And that's part of like, that's part of what like people don't necessarily hear when they're, you're, when you're doing those interviews is, is like, just cause you got someone to interview doesn't mean that there weren't like X amount of people who like, like you, you reach out to a lot more than you, you can do, um, you know, and you like, it just doesn't work for everyone. Like, like you said, like you almost got LS. Um, and, and like, sometimes you hear like, you, you know, o- like oftentimes with those champion selects, like I'd hear from someone, they'd say like, Oh yeah, I can do it. And then I'd get ready for the pod and they like wouldn't show up or, um, you know, or, or like a week later they'd message me and be like, Oh yeah, sorry. I forgot about that. And then, they they like never like reach out you know like i asked them to reschedule and they just like <laughs> wouldn't say anything um, yeah and so um so it is like that that's like the kind of work that um that people don't necessarily see 
like as you're doing the podcast um and even it's just been nice to like see the notifications like every time a pod comes out like you post it the the community game nights are are running strong which is um which that's something that i think uh, i think evan and um dan man were the ones who like really like spearheaded that while i was on the pod and i think that that was probably one of the the best component uh, actually do, do you know what? i should take that back i um they're bloody saint i don't know if you know who that is um yeah but, um i don't know if he he's been at the um, i haven't seen him in a while no yeah so so he he actually said that like oh yeah we used to do this but we don't do this anymore um and and that was sort of like what spurred us to bring it back. Uh, so hopefully if Bloody's listening to this, uh, I'm glad that I remember that because I would have felt bad to, uh, to not remember him, but um, doing that. But I, I think that, yeah, like it just, it seems like it's a really healthy community um, and revitalized. And even like to hear from John's perspective, you know, like I think the coolest thing about, so, so, going into going into um hosting i listened to um what what's the other what's the other big league podcast it's like training force and then there's um the um in the in the trinity force like n- n- no n- not pods. in the training force network it, it's like there's like another one league cast um yeah the league cast podcast like like those guys are great um i i really like them but they would always um and they they like would have people write in and say like, we love this pod because the hosts don't like change over every couple months. Um, and I, I always like thought that that was pretty funny. Um, cause I think that the train forest podcast has had like a good deal of turnover. Yeah. There's been oh, a lot of turnover. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of hosts, but I think that that's also like, I feel like that's fine. Like the lead cast podcast, like those guys are great. Um, and it's really cool that like there it's like three guys, like three friends, and they've been doing it for a really long time together. Um, and, and that's awesome. But like, even like here, like hearing John, like John joined in 2020, um, like, or, like or, or listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so, well, yeah. well, he, he listened to the pod. He started listening in 2020. Right. Yeah. And, and you don't necessarily know like the history of the podcast and, and I, I feel like that that is like one of the cool things about the pod and having like multiple hosts throughout the years is that like the new people joining they're they're hearing these people for the first time. And there might be an assumption that they've been around for for a long time, even if that's not true. Um, and and it just like opens it opens the door, I think, for new listeners to get to know people. Um, I, I, I do feel like for sure, I feel for people who like listen specifically for like certain personalities. And then when those personalities leave, it's gotta be challenging. Um, but, um, but the, the other thing I really liked is I, so you know, like I, I always like had a hard time cause I, you know, like I'm very critical of my speech patterns and I definitely have like a lot of ums and I say like, and I, I stutter sometimes. Um, but the one really cool thing about the community at Trinity Force podcast is like people, I had a lot of people who reached out and said, like gave me a lot of positive feedback about what was going on. Um, and, 
and I, I don't I don't know if you've experienced much of that, Eric. Um, I hope I hope so, because like I said, I think that you've been doing a really good job, and it's clear that you're not you're not you, you didn't just like inherit the podcast and just sort of like try to keep the status quo like you inherited it and you tried to like inject it with like whatever you know whatever the fuck silo was like putting in um is it silo who in the um in the arcane tv show or silas you know was like injecting in the the warwick uh, oh um oh what, silco. Uh, it's not silas silco. oh silco, yes, silco. That's it. yeah yeah oh yeah silas is the chain dude okay so um yeah you tell how long it's been uh, for me, but uh, um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, but but yeah. L- like I, I was gonna say that 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 was one thing that like was great for me is like people reaching out saying like, hey, dude, like I really like the pod. I think that you're doing a really good job. Um, you know, like I, I hope, um, you know, like I hope everything's going well, even after I left the pod, right? Like there are a handful of people who reached out and said, Hey, like, I just like wanted to reach out and say, thanks for, you know, thanks for everything you did. And, um, and that, that's awesome. So, so this is me to all the listeners, like make sure to reach out to John and Eric and just tell them what a great job they're doing. Um, you know, yeah. It, tell me how good I'm doing because yeah, yeah. I need to hear. Just tell it. me, yeah, not exactly, Eric. Eric. Exactly. <laughs> Eric, you know, Eric needs the validation. So <laughs> I do. I don't get it anywhere else. I need it here. Um, <laughs> One thing. Yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate that, Nate. Um, yeah, I, yeah, like I said, it definitely wasn't. It wasn't my choice to come on and then be like, "All right, everyone's leaving. I want to take this over." But I think it's it's been a a blessing and a curse. Like, yes, there's been host turnover. There's been lots of turnover, especially in the last couple of years. But um, and even this year, there's been some turnover. I guess Paisley decided to leave. Um, yeah, I think they, her, they but... might. I'm getting my mic ready because I think my wife just came home, so they they might. Go oh, gotcha. Nuts in a second, but yeah, I mean, we could take a break at any point if you need to go and talk. And uh, I don't uh, figure this will take too much longer. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it's all good. I texted her. I was like, "I'm potting, so make sure you're quiet as you come in." But um, <laughs> she 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 knows the drill. After a year and a half of it, um, you know, she knows the drill. Yeah, I think. Uh, but just back to what I was saying, it's it's. I have tried to revitalize it. Like now, we're. Uh, this is not only audio, but this is recorded on video, and yeah. we're going to be posting this to the YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel hadn't had anything in four years. I'm like, why? We have all these things. Why aren't we using them? No one used the Twitter. No one used Reddit. I haven't really been successful in reviving subreddit all that much, but like all these other places, like we have all this other shit out there. Why aren't we using it? So, this. I mean, it's been uh, incremental times. Like we got okay, started using Twitter, then Reddit, then now um, since May or April, we started putting streaming all the podcasts and then streaming community nights, getting back into Twitch, and then now uploading those VODs to YouTube, which I do uh, a day or so afterwards. I take the time of my slow download speed and, and download mm-hmm. those and upload it back up. And yeah, it's it's but there's always room for improvement. So it's um, if, if obviously when people are listening to this, if they have ideas suggestions of things we should be doing shouldn't be doing we have a feedback channel specifically for that so please like that's why we have it there is for to be able because we're here the us podcasters we create this and and i love creating this content for you to enjoy like yes i enjoy creating it and i would probably still create it if there were like if no one listened to it i still just like love doing this shit but it's even better that people get to enjoy it and so then we want to improve it for you and and shape it in a way that the listeners will enjoy it and get a get a 
get different experiences, not just patch notes, but diversity of talking to people who are graphic artists or something. That's something I've been trying to run down, someone who would love to talk about that sort of stuff or uh, the different types of guests that we talk about that we've had. So yeah, it's it's definitely been um, an experience and I've only been on now for, I think this is almost a year anniversary of me being on the podcast, maybe not even yet, but yeah, it's definitely been good. And the community has been... Um, I have, there's hardly been any negative feedback, which is great, especially for the internet. Um, and that's, there hasn't been too much vocal positivity, but that's also okay because I know that generally people are going to voice things more often if things are negative and the, the dearth of negative feedback is meant that, okay, we're doing something right. People are joining. There's, uh, been an uptick of people joining community game night who I'd never seen before. I mean, John was someone who I'd never seen before in there. There's been other people as well who I see that are now hopping in and we haven't seen before. And so it's, uh, I mean, there, um, my T force friends folder on league is up to like 130 different wow. people or so like it's, yeah. So different people hop in and it's, and it's great. And the community is definitely, um, there's a revolving door and, uh, I'm going to be here to keep there being some consistency in hosts. And I hope that John will be here for the long haul as well. And Kaib is still here. Um, but yeah, we have some, and Bomo is going to be coming back off of his summer off, but uh, yeah, we, we try to produce some more host consistency and diversity of content. And I think that's one of the strengths of this podcast is the freedom to kind of do what we want. Like Ponophobia is behind the scenes, making sure that, you know, the, the bill gets paid for this and that. And then we have money for, to be able to give out skins and RP stuff for tournaments. But for the most part, we get to run the ship and represent the T-Force brand proud. I hope I didn't vamp too much there, but. No, no, that's great. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, like, ha as you mentioned too, like, um, yeah, I think it's good to like acknowledge that or, or, or acknowledge like, or, and ask for feedback. Cause that was something that definitely for us as well, like when we were first starting out, um, you know, like I, I was a little bit more diligent at like reading like the reviews on, um, you know, like Apple reviews and stuff like that. And it was actually really helpful for us because um, because you did see like there were a good amount of people who were like, oh, another host change. Here we go. You know, but um, but there but in that, you know, like they're also like talking about like, well, this is what I liked about these hosts before and I think that that was another, you know, like, like any information, even if it's negative, right? Like it's just like learning a, yeah. from your league game. Like it's the exact same thing when you lose or when you win, like all the mistakes you make, um, you know, like the, the value of like what you're putting out in the world is based off of like what you're learning from that. Not necessarily the fact that you make them because we're all going to make them. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, so we've hit a lot of the things that I wanted to talk about in my brief blurb that I messaged about what we're going to talk about while I was climbing um, in between climbs. But uh, what are some of your favorite memories from the pod? Let's revisit the glory days. What, were, what are some days. of your favorite moments? Yeah, so um, I I think uh, you probably know, you probably like would recognize this too. Like so, some of my favorite things from doing the podcast where we're just like the gang, like being like with Svenny and Dan man and ganks. Um, and then later, you know, smiles and Kybe for, for a bit. Um, 
I just I like loved and I wish that we would I wish we would have recorded a little bit like you know just like the banter that goes on at the very beginning of podcasts like right before you hit record um I, I wish we had done a little bit more of that because I think that that's like where a lot of you know like that's like where a lot of the the development in our relationships were were built up um and, and even after you know like where we would debrief a little bit and we talk about like what we felt went well um and it's one of those things that's like when you hit record it, it's like all right here's you here we're here we go you know like no no fuck ups like I, I, like <laughs> you're you're like a little you're just a little bit more tense and then you sort of loosen up a, you know as the pod goes on um but but i i miss like I, I miss those guys and i miss hanging out and talking to those guys and having a reason to um to see them um you know every week and um and a, a lot of them, like gangs in particular, right? Um, he he's someone who like I reach out to, um, and he reaches out to me, and we talk a, a, a good deal, you know, every every now and then. But um, but also, league was the thing that was tying a lot of us together. So yeah. I, I don't know, like I know Dan, like Dan's still around, right? Dan, um, Dan man, he hops into community nights sometimes, and he's I see him on like his Discord status is like playing league, like, yeah, all all the time. I see, yeah. Him on, yeah, yeah. So so I I see that as well. So I know I know he's still playing. Like I haven't talked much um, to him, but but then like you you think about you think about everyone a lot too, just like in terms of. Um, you know, like you get to know like the areas of the U.S. or C- Canada or the world that people are in, and like you, you think about them a lot. I've been watching. Um, so, for example, Svenny, um, you know, would go and work in Australia for a little bit, and I think of, he's back in Australia again. Uh, now. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah. So I think so. Yeah. So, anyways, one of my daughter's favorite TV shows is this show called Bluey, which is, um, which is literally, if you guys ever have kids, is is like hands down the best kids TV show ever created. And it's a, um, it's like the Australian PBS, like the equivalent of PBS in Australia creates it. And it's about a family of blue healers. But um, it's funny because we're using all these like Australian terms now. Like our, our <laughs> daughter calls the bathroom, the dunny. <laughs> which, is, which you know is an australian term um and i, I think it's spinny all the time because he'd always you know he'd always have these like weird little stories um about um what was going on in australia but um but i think the relationships there um in particular and and with um as i mentioned like with the community i think uh, like starting up community game night was such a cool way to get to know people um and get to to hang out with people um i I, like another highlight this only happened to me once where like someone in game recognized like my my name um and we're like oh yeah you're kerblung from um the training force podcast and and that that was cool but but just because i was playing with alex um i praise the sun and they didn't say anything to him. <laughs> and it was just like one of those funny instances where, where he like he was on the pod for like at that time he had been on the pod for longer than I was. Um, and, and once again, like it could very likely be that it was someone who 
like had just started listening um so they didn't know but it, it was just like a um th that was a, a goofy instance um that is pretty funny ganks had a story about that uh i think sometime in the winter where someone recognized him and he was no longer a, a potter uh host anymore but someone was like hey i remember that you're, you're on that and he was like oh yeah thanks and he, they met, he messaged like a screenshot of the chat and that was pretty cool yeah oh, nice yeah yeah, but but I think um, I think it's really interesting with podcasting in particular, right? Because podcasting is like one of those realms where like you're either into it or you're not. And what happens yeah. is people like people sort of like dip their toes in it. And and I'm I'm I guess I'm sort of talking on my ass because this is sort of how I got around to it, right? Like is like like you dip your toes into like things like This American Life, like like radio shows that like are are turned into podcasts. Like I started listening to like this American life. And then, um, when I far first started listening to podcasts is when like the serial podcast, like, like the first season of that came out. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Um, it, it's like a, the it's like one of the, the first, first podcasts that I oh, listened God. to was actually the first podcast I listened to when I started, picked it up when I was on my DC trip for grad school was actually like, I downloaded this one this is the first podcast that I like actually started listening really? to. Really? Okay. So, Seriously. so you're yeah. going to, you're going to poke holes in my theory here. Cause, um, <laughs> cause what I was going to say is like, like serial was like one of the first true crime podcasts, like where they like followed like a, you know, like some crime and, and did like step-by-step, -step, like what was going on, um, you know, like how these people were convicted and so on and so forth. Um, but, but anyways, for me, like, it, it's one of those things, um, sort of like what John was saying, where it's like, you don't know until you know. And for me, I was like listening to these, you know, these radio show based podcasts. Um, and all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, maybe there's a podcast on League of Legends. And I just like typed in League of Legends on my Apple podcasts and got into it, um, and, and I was like, wait, what, you know, and, and all these like different podcasts came up and that's how I downloaded training force podcasts. And I've been listening, like, I've been listening to like some heavy podcasts too. Like there's this guy named Dan Carlin who does, um, these history podcasts that are like four to six hours long. He has like one series on world war one. That's like, it's like six podcasts, all six hours long. <laughs> <laughs> and um and i was driving like back what and a forth. trooper that guy is yeah oh dude he he's nuts i actually like i highly recommend um listening to it um to a little bit of him because he's yeah he's just like a history buff um loves loves diving into it but um but yeah like i had, so i was driving like back and forth between north carolina and pennsylvania where my my parents were living at the time um, and I was listening to these like super heady, like, you know, history podcasts. Um, and, and I remember I was in Pennsylvania in my car whenever I was like, oh, wait, wait a second. Like, I like playing League of Legends. Maybe they have like a League of Legends podcast. And, um, and I checked and yeah, it was training force podcast. Um, so I don't know that that's not like something that happened during my tenure, but, but I, I was, oh yeah, sorry. The, the reason I say that is because that had always been my theory about how people found podcasts is that they like got into it, like from the radio sphere and then like realized that there were podcasts like of all different types. But, um, after going through that, Eric, Eric completely debunked, um, this theory. Uh, well, the more that you went into that, the more I thought about how I 
like why podcasts work for me because I didn't know what podcasts were until I was on my DC trip and I was staying with my cousin and she was like, oh, you're not going to get any service. Like you're going to be taking the trains in just like download some podcasts. I was like, what are podcasts? Then I went, and I was like, okay, I play league a lot. Let me look, get a league podcast. So I did that. But, um, and, but why I actually think I really like those is when I used to, I played soccer for 19 years from when I was like three until I was 22. Um, uh, on club teams and stuff like that, uh, for a club team for college and such. But, um, when I would be driving on the weekends in high school and, uh, my dad would be, well, I wouldn't be driving. My dad would drive me and we'd go. And then sometimes my grandpa would be with me as well, but we would listen to the radio and I'd listen to car talk. If anyone knows that oh, that yeah. would be on or wait, wait, don't tell me all yep. those. Cause he, he loves NPR. And so I also love the news and we'd listen to those. And so now like for the record, car talk, uh, NPR, they've digitized all of them and they're all available for you to listen to. So if you ever want to just like sit down and listen to, Alan Ray, I forget their last name. Uh, it's amazing shit to listen to. And I mean, they don't make any new ones because Ray passed away a few years ago from cancer, but, and they stopped it before then anyways. But um, those are the guys that also voice uh, the guys from cars. It's like, don't drive like my brother. No, don't mm. drive like my brother. That's those, those guys as well. Like that, or I used to listen to wait, wait, don't tell me on podcast format as well, which is a comedy uh, news podcast on, or it's a radio show on NPR as well um, that they do it on Saturday mornings. They record from Chicago, but uh, yeah. So I, I got into listening to that sort of stuff. And so I think then when I found podcasts, it was like, that's kind of a natural transition. I'm used to people talking and bantering and joking yeah. around and, and talking about whatever the, the topic is. And then you, you know, you tangentially go in, you talk about it, you go out, you talk about this, go around like this and being able to be in circular conversations and a, get back to what you're talking about is also something that uh, appealed to me for that. I was also really, I would enjoy whenever my mom would have like ladies night and they'd play games and stuff. I'd totally go down and just like talk with them for like two hours about stuff. And then my dad would come down and be like, what are you talking about? Well, we started with this. We still haven't finished this story. We talked about this, 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 this. He's like, I'm going back upstairs. This is dumb. I'm like, okay, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe that affirms your theory slightly yeah, more. Yeah, just a little bit. If, if Yeah, if you dabbled, because Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me was another podcast I listened to. And actually like an inspiration for a lot of my trivia questions in the, the trivia podcast that we would come out with like every, what, 50 podcasts? I think it was so. every hundred that every you guys hundred. did. But yeah, that's right. We're, we just recorded 776. So in another, you know, like six months or so, we'll be hitting around 800, I think, maybe a little <laughs> more than that. But um, we'll we'll try and arrange it so that we could have you back if you wanted to come back for it for the for the because I remember when you did it and when people previous people did it, they'd bring back previous hosts. So oh, yeah. we'd love yeah. to have you back if you'd be we would love to have your presence should you be available and willing to, but that's a few months down the road. So we'll figure it out then. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what the future, yeah. What the future holds. Right. Right. We may just, we, we may have a falling out and we may hate each other's yeah. guts. <laughs> that, that's see, right. But... <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, I, I might steal like your blue buff or something um, <laughs> between now and then who knows. Yeah. Uh, well, I, actually Drew, I'll talk about that. Cause um, like, while, while, you know, we just talk about how great Eric is. Um, <laughs> I think that that was one thing that like having played with you, that that's like another thing that I think um, probably your listeners can tell just like from listening um, to you too. And probably like your perspective of the game, like Eric was one of the first junglers who like actively like would sacrifice like farm and um, 
and buffs and everything for for teammates like even even before you were one of the first people that i met who did that like before like before the game state like would say that that's like okay to do you know because because it is like there's a certain point in the game where it's like okay to start taking things yeah um but but yeah you had like mentioned like your play style um i definitely yeah like i definitely remember like keely that um that your your play style was like very much like like get my lanes ahead even if it means i'm sacrificing a little bit um for myself which is funny because i yeah like you watch but like you you got to be like one in a hundred for junglers that do that. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, that's definitely, I don't, I, okay. I guess, I guess I don't ever see what other people are doing when they're like their comms, when they're jungling and stuff yeah. like that. Although when I watch VODs of occasionally, I'll watch some VODs that like Verkayu does, he's a high elo guy, or sometimes then uh, like um, Canyon VODs or things like that. You get to see the pings. You don't see the chat or even if you do, it's, in korean and i don't read korean so mm-hmm. um there's that but then i'll yeah like i'll see and sometimes people are giving away camps but also when you're high enough up people just kind of recognize when they should or shouldn't take camps yeah. but um I'll, I'll yeah it's like okay two minutes to like is anyone close like two minutes to this big fight is any we're gonna fight for this is anyone close to an item break point if you are how much do you need are you gonna get that from my camps if so take them or do i need it because i need to finish my zanyas because i have a broken stopwatch like okay, i need it because of this but it's it's figuring out that sort of stuff which is i don't think of i never really noticed that ever whenever i'm playing other roles or playing in i mean community nights are different okay my led lights are flickering who knows but um whenever i'm playing community night or stuff like not that people have to take it that seriously it's community night but it's also just like something that i'm thinking about like okay we have an 80s we have a jinx this jinx needs to be sitting at like five you know they need to finish their ie for this i see they have two bits of it how much more do you need for it if so take my krugs i don't care take the grom take take whatever i'm not gonna i'm not the carry here i'm playing jarvin like i'm just gonna be the same fucking champion now that i have my one item i'm the same thing (laughs) I functionally don't change how I interact with the team at all, whereas yeah. you definitely do. Yeah, your your EQ is gonna gonna work like no matter what, no matter how many items you have. Exactly, exactly. I'm still gonna cataclysm people, and I'm still gonna go in and do some damage and give people attack speed and heal some. But then I'm gonna die, and then do you have the damage to get through it or not? Like me having an extra chain vest isn't gonna change what happens in that fight. Yeah. Yeah. I think as a Shin player, that probably just resonated with me because Shin's like a similar way, right? Like it's my, my ult's going to be like useful no matter what. And, um, and like my E, like my E's going to work no matter how many items I have. My W's going to block damage no matter how, how many items I, I have. So, um, so that's like, that's a really good point. And, and I was often like, I tried very hard to be self, you know, to, to be like as selfless as possible. Um, when it came down to like making sure that teammates were ahead and yeah, like, and trying to like understand like where the item break points were for certain teammates. And, um, yeah, that, that being said, you know, it's, um, with his, his Q buff, it, it was pretty easy to KS people as well true and now with his e getting buffed it might be a little easier they're they're oh what are they doing i remember i think i pulled it up over here yeah let me look for 
they're increasing the energy refund on mm. his E. So it's actually no damage, but they're increasing the energy refund on his E. Huh. Yeah. From it's going up at up to fifty rank fives. There, it's not a big buff, but it's something. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, I, that's It's that's sort of interesting because he's, you you know, like he doesn't necessarily have. Um, yeah, he doesn't necessarily have energy problems in comparison to some of the other energy champs. Well, they're buffing all of the energy users because they found since there was a durability update where everyone got more health and armor and MR and MR uh, growth and armor okay. growth. They did they did that to everyone. They tuned down healing. They tuned down Grievous Wins. They did it like game-wide, system-wide, uh, like five or six patches ago. So they've found, Riot believes that energy users are in a worse spot now than they were before. So Zed's getting buffs, Akali's getting buffs, Kennen's getting buffs, Lee Sin's getting buffs, Shen's getting buffs. That's funny. And, and honestly, like that sounds like it affects all the like all the other ones are damage, like high, high damage dealers. Like Shen doesn't necessarily yeah. care. You know, like if other if like he he cares about those stats just in terms of the defense. But um, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, I, I suppose that suppose that sort of makes sense. Ah. Um, I'm yeah. getting a little emotional here thinking about my boy. <laughs> well, you're welcome to come back and join at any time. Though. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if your daughter would let you start committing time to gaming. I, I actually, <laughs> yeah. So I actually played, um, it's funny. I played like three games. Um, so it's almost been like, this would have been almost a year now too, for me. Um, it was last August. I played my last game of league of legends, except for the fact that like t three weeks ago, like I, I queued up, on um one of my accounts with a friend who was playing and the funny thing is like i don't know where my keyboard like i have you know i have like all my my gaming rig and stuff like just in the basement i i didn't i haven't set it up um but i couldn't find my keyboard this was like a moment of you know um like my friend was playing i was like oh, i gotta play league um my, my wife was out of town and violet was uh, uh, like i put violet down to sleep um and i ended up playing so i'm like talking to you guys on my work computer right now um and, sure. and i was like i can't play on my work computer like that seems like something you know even though it's summertime like that seems like a, a slippery slope and sort of like not a, a okay thing to be doing but um so anyways like i set up my desktop didn't have a keyboard and i ended up having to like cast like through the internet the keyboard on my work computer on like oh, with no. my, like i paired it up with my um desktop and and i had to like finagle it because what ended up happening is like it was registering it as like the dual screen you know and anytime my mouse hit the bottom of the league map it would put the mouse onto my laptop screen and i wouldn't be able to press any but <laughs> buttons oh, no. on good um, god dude yeah yeah it was it was actually quite it was quite frustrating and i, I played on lock screen for a little bit just to like um figure it out and, and then and then I, I was uh, eventually i was able to like finagle it so it like didn't do it all the time like i could still like it it, it would still like sometimes jump to to the other screen uh, my mouse but like it for some reason it didn't do it all the time um and i i yeah we played like three games um and yeah i i actually didn't play shen once i played uh, one singed game and two pantheon games um gotcha yeah but but it was yeah it was pretty fun but i think that it um i i think that it, it 
it, it didn't like get me hooked again. You, you know, like I, I was definitely like very much. Yeah. I was like very into league and, and playing, I, I playing like champions like Shen. It, it's funny. Cause, um, I don't know. It's sort of funny and interesting to me, like why one tricks like happen. But like when I was hardcore playing Shen, um, I couldn't think about any other champion and I didn't even want to play any other champion. It was like embarrassing for me to like load into normal games because I like would load in with like a million plus mastery points on Shen into a normal game. And people would be like, why the fuck are you playing like your million point? your million mastery in a normal game. I'm, I'm like, I literally cannot think about any other champion besides Shen. Like, like I just like want to get better at him still um, and continue playing with him. And then I, I felt that way with Singed as well. Um, whenever I started playing him, but like it, it was, it was very interesting. It was like after Shen got buffed, I had mentioned this already that I was like, oh, yeah. I don't really want to play Shen anymore. And, and I was fortunate that I found cinched and was like, wow, like this is, this gameplay is just like so much fun. Um, but sorry, that was, that was pretty tangential, tangential. No, it's, it's all good. I mean, this is why we wanted to talk to you is just to go down these tangents and talk about whatever the fuck comes to our minds. It's great. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so would you say then it's, uh, it's your, uh, like obviously you know, you, you just played some league. Are you, would you say you're happy that that chapter of your life of playing league all the time is closed and, or is, I mean, obviously you could pick it up again in the future. Like that's, yeah. I'm not, yeah, but like, it's a, it's a chapter in your life that's closed and it may be reopened in the future, but it's a, um, you're, you realize that now it's like, you're not playing it so much more. I'm not exactly sure the wording of how I'm trying to go no, at this. No, I, I understand you get what the you're idea, saying. Though. So, so I've, I've been playing a good amount of LOR, um, on my phone. I don't know if, if you've seen me. I on... see you online on that. Yep. Yeah, it's like playing legends of room terror. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Nice. So, so I'm a mobile gamer and, and, and the nice thing about LOR, like, right. Like the, one of the challenges of league of legends is that like, um, it is, is the mechanic, you, you know, like there's so much to learn in mechanics is like sort of like the foundation of, of everything else. Um, so like if you're not playing, you know, like if you're not training the muscle memory of league, it becomes like a really challenging to, to get better, um, at it. So, so LOR has been like really nice just cause, um, you know, I can like set it down at any time. I, I, I don't have to like worry about, you know, like if, um, if I need to like leave a game, like it's not a big deal to just like walk away from it. Cause I'm not screwing anyone over, um, with that. Um, but, but I, I also, once the school year starts, um, I'll probably uninstall it. Like I've been playing, I've been playing a lot more now that it's summertime, um, and I, I don't have to like, you know, I don't have to work <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, so, so I think once the school year starts, I'll probably uninstall it again. Um, I, yeah. So like, like I, um, it's funny that you asked me this question cause, cause I definitely like have, um, I definitely have like a, a gaming addiction for sure. Um, and it's, and I think that it's okay. Like I know that whenever I was on the pod, I talked about this a lot and like, we've even talked about it tonight that like, um, I think that like people who are outside the gaming world don't realize like the benefits that you can get from playing video games. Um, and like the relationships yeah. that you develop, um, like they don't quite understand that. Um, but 
and um and i i think that there's also like i think that we can all like acknowledge too that there's a lot of stuff that we want to do in our lives that like um that if we put the same effort into like x activity as we do gaming like we would be like legendary (laughs) you know at like at like something outside of gaming too so that's been um since i've like set it down like that's been a folk more of a focus um in my life you you know and and part of that is like parenthood is like one thing that i'd like to be successful in (laughs) um and and um and gaming um especially with violet like gaming um wasn't ever like detrimental like like it wasn't ever like you know like it wasn't ever like a bad relationship with violet but it's it's like a place in my life for me where i could recognize that it could be an issue um yeah um and so so that's like one of that's part of like a a reason that i stepped aside from it but but i've also been um uh, you know teaching like teaching's another like area that there's a lot to to work on um, and one of the big things that I had like thought about as I was leaving league was like, I'd like to get better. Like I'd like to get better at teaching. Um, and I'd like to like take teaching a little bit more seriously, you, you know, in the same way that like when I was playing Tristana and silver, um, you know, six years ago, I, I like had to like take a step aside and be like, well, do I want to like actually get good at this or do I want to sort of just like, like load into games like blindly and think about, you know, like not, not really know like why I won and why I lost. Um, and teachings like that too, like a lot of different variables, like you never really know what's going to happen every day. Like you're, you're dealing with teammates who are running it down mid, um, you know? Um, and, um, so, so that like this last year has been like a really, yeah, it's been a really interesting year. Um, for me and and i don't know if i necessarily like it's not completely because like i set aside um league but but that's definitely been i I mean you know like that time has to go somewhere so um but and and it's yeah it's like wild like i i for a good portion of the year you know like i was going to bed at like 8 30 and and waking up at like you know five o'clock getting a lot of sleep um like reading reading a lot more than i'd ever read um before my life even as an english teacher um so yeah so so it's it's been like it's been interesting and i i do i do miss playing league though and I, i do miss like having a reason i think it's a lot harder to like keep in touch with um with friends if you're not like on discord you know, regularly for, for a reason like League of Legends. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it sounds, I'm, I'm happy that you're enjoying all these different changes and, you know, uh, and that you're putting time into being a, a better teacher. And because as everyone who's, we've all had teachers before, we can definitely tell the teachers that are just phoning it in versus the ones that are actually putting in the effort. Like I'm sure your students appreciate that and they recognize it, even if, like you said earlier, or like you were saying before we started, when you're uh, when you're going in 
and, or you're going in and they're having a day off or so and they're like yeah we're not gonna think about you at all <laughs> yeah, but even yeah. even if they say shit like that they appreciate it so I, i'm i'm happy i'm happy for you and happy for them that you're actually putting in the effort there <laughs> yeah exactly and you can't blame them like it's it's no. every um it's funny because yeah like um yeah yeah it, it just like it's funny that, to like be especially in high school right like to be a high school teacher um and just like remember how like like for me it's like my like english is like a really cool like subject and and i'm really interested in it and um and it's like funny like remembering back to high school where it's like um you know like the students can be interested in the subject but they were also like told like like they're being told to be here right like i I got to choose to be here and they they're being told to be here whether they're interested or not into it and it's like yeah it it just like is a funny sort of a funny idea and dynamic and and like going back through like the memories of myself in high school and you know like me playing like i played a lot of game boy in high school and i remember like being in like math classes where i'd have the calculator and like my little game boy color um like on top of the calculator um playing and, and like you as a, rascal yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and, and then as a teacher seeing students like they don't necessarily have game boys but like you know phones are a big problem um <coughs> in terms of like being a distractor but as a teacher like seeing that kind of stuff and um and, you know, like in some case, like in some instances being like, OK, like I should address this. And then in other instances, um, you know, it's like it's like, OK, if they're distracted, you know, like it's not harm, like they're not harming anyone um, around them or maybe like they finish their work and, and like it's not worth like really picking a battle if they've done what they need to do. Um, and, yeah. and thinking back and I'm like, I bet my teachers knew I was playing Game Boy and I was doing like I was doing my work and they probably were like, OK, whatever, you know, like he's, he's getting his work done. Um, that's fine. I, I, I like my philosophy, my philosophy, like, like I'll tell students to put like things away that are distracting. But like my philosophy is also like trying to enable like student student choice. So like. Um, and, and trust those students to like know what they need. So like, for example, like sleeping, like if students are like chronically sleeping, I'll talk to them. But if it's a, like if students like are like interactive in class and then like one day they come in and they like fall asleep, I will, I like, am like fine with that. Cause, Cause in my mind it's like, Hey, this, like they need this, like they, if this is uncharacteristic for them, um, they, they need this time and it's like, it's probably not worth like, you know it's probably not worth it. Um, like really fighting them on it. And, and usually like afterwards I'll talk to them and be like, Hey, like I noticed you were pretty sleepy in class. And they said, yeah, I don't get much sleep. Like I, you know, like I had a a big game last night and I stayed up. I was like, all right, well just like, remember that that's like sleeping's like part of being human. (laughs) So, so you got to get that done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, we've kept you long enough. Uh, I'm sure your wife is itching to talk with you and hopefully your daughter's still stayed asleep or so. And yeah, dogs yeah, and stuff. but it's, this has been like two hours. So really like, good. I don't, I mean, I could keep talking to you forever. Like we've just been talking for two hours awesome, and I could keep man. going, but I don't want to, I don't want to keep you from your family anymore. It's <laughs> been, thank you for taking the time out of your, your busy Wednesday evening and talking with us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, once again, I really appreciate you asking me on. Um, it, it does mean a lot and it, it's like a reminder. Yeah. It just like, is a nice reminder uh, of, you know, like a part of my life that, um, a, a big component of my life. And, 
Um, I, I also like, once again, I, I really appreciate like what you've been doing um, with and for the pod. Um, and I think that you're doing a, a good job and I'm, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And, and I'm glad. Yeah, like I, once again, I'm just like glad that you're invigorated because as you could hear my like early rant, like it was, it I, I had a lot of fun and it was like really challenging for me. So appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I I got into the podcast initially from talking with you because I remember I I won a tournament and then you sent me the codes and or, for that skin and I was like sweet and like oh hey if you ever want a duo and then it kind of grew from there we went on the same class team and then I was like oh I'd love to be on for the champ slap podcast and then uh that we have with Lily and then I was on for something oh, else yeah. that the that audio great. file corrupted for a jungle one I remember and then oh yeah um yeah, the audio file corrupted. Craigbot fucked us, but um, yeah, Craig Craigbot sucks, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I then, I didn't um, learn my lesson. Is the issue though? <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. It's fine though. But but yeah. So I mean, you're the one that kind of got me into the, the whole podcast scene. So without you, I would not be doing this either. So I, you know, thank you for being someone that opened the door, or, like opened the door for like me being like, oh, this is something that I could do as well. Like, yeah, it's yeah. So that's why I wanted to have this episode and do a, a you know, a revisited with a host. Because while you're not potting anymore, you're always part of the, the Trinity Force podcast family. Hell yeah! Awesome. Well, well, thank you. Um, appreciate it. Yep. So, with that, um, we will call it at a little over two hours. It's been great, and I'm sure the listeners will appreciate this. So, thank you very much, uh, Nate, and thanks, John, for being a part of this. Um, and we'll. Uh, We'll see you all next time. Peace. Bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name, where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided.